0: Hello and welcome to Lit Service, where we are fans of fiction and purveyors of
1: dodgy writing advice. I'm Aaliyah, and a favorite charactery introduction charactery moment that sticks with me is from Elizabeth Peters' Crocodile on the Sandbank. Her main those. character, Amelia Peabody, introduces herself by sharing how bossy she is and how right she is, mm-hmm. and how wrong everyone else is. It's fun. It's more <laughs> fun than I made it sound. <laughs> go listen to it, It's what read it. It's one of the best books out there.
2: Um, I'm Cameron, and thinking about this very spur of the moment, I'm going to go with one of the half-dozen prologues in The Way of Kings where we see Kaladin from the new recruit's eyes. I think it does a really good job of showing how other people... See He's him a and it, anyway. It provides I'm really Kristen, great contrast. The for how moment this the that goes. came
3: immediately to mind is when you meet Cusco in the Emperor's New Groove, when you have like the record scratch and the sad crying <laughs> llama, I just think it establishes voice and tone so well and it's hysterical.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Chef's kiss to that moment.
0: I'm Caitlin, and one of my favorite character introductions is from Firefly, which has all sorts of fun things that you can complain about with. But, um, Mal Reynolds, one of the first things he says is everybody like put on your seatbelts because we're about to explode or something like that. And it's just a very like tongue in cheek, silly, like, but also serious. They really are, they, they might explode sort of moment. And that's what that entire series is, Caitlin, is them almost exploding and the, then him um, cracking j-
3: it, there, it's like a game show called um actually because i am very tempted to um actually here. um um actually oh, please. Uh, um actually, the line me. that you're thinking of is the way that you're introduced to mal reynolds in the movie serenity not in firefly the series <laughs> okay okay
0: okay
2: <laughs> fine okay, i okay. actually make watched serenity first, first
0: which is so wrong that's I how i was I introduced to mal
3: reynolds which that movie I makes zero that sense that verse, if you too. haven't seen it. I'm with you. I think my older sisters were watching it and were excited about it. And I was like, I'll join. So I'm with you. It's a great introduction. <laughs> okay. And I'm it, so sorry.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you just um actually me. What the heck? It's right up there with, what's the the maybe, mansplaining maybe? one? Is that also an I don't actually? know. <laughs>
3: I've only seen bits on YouTube. I, I don't actually have the way <laughs> to sit remember. down and watch. I, I don't have College Humor's little website thing that they use. Okay. Okay. Cool.
0: So um, we are going to talk about what needs to be at the beginning of a story. So what do you all think? What needs to be at the beginning of a story? This is my (laughs) creepy. I'm introducing things. Beautiful.
1: So the start of a story can be kind of stressful to write. I mean, personally, I've heard so much advice about what needs to be the most important thing to come across to your readers. And those first first page, first five pages, first 10 pages, and then the then first 50 pages are so, so weighted. Um, but I would say for me, one of the most important things to come across in a beginning is the voice, the voice of the character, how they see the world. That for me really helps me get a sense of who the character is. And that if I, if I don't get a sense of voice, narrator voice, character voice, whatever voice in the first few pages, then it's a no-go for me.
0: I think that, for me, um, I I, I agree. As I'm reading, what I really need is something to hang on to as a reader. And, I mean, some really great points to start from are, like, uh, a scene that's showing something about the character. It makes promises about what's to come, or or both, hopefully, right? Um, And you can start there. Ideally, we get to an inciting incident within the first few chapters. But I, I agree that, like, even us on this podcast, we give so much weight to those first five chapters. And so I think... Or the first page, even the first one chapter, and so I think it's really important to think: Why am I starting here? What is it showing about my character that is important that people know before the inciting incident happens? Or what is it uh, doing to prep readers to be ready for that inciting incident so they know, understand why it's important? So you're, you're deciding
3: where exactly you need to start before the actual story when starts. When I was thinking about <laughs> this, the first thing that came to mind for me actually with stakes. I, as a reader, I. I don't need to know exactly what the end of the book is going to be or like what the big tension is, but it really helps to have some idea of whether this is the type of book that's like, oh no, I'm attending my father's wedding and I don't want to, I'm stuck on a plane. Or if it's going to be like, my worst enemy hates my guts and is trying to murder me with skeletons before I can get off this planet cuz those are very different types of stories and I love both of them but as a reader I want to be prepared for the type of story that I'm entering I I just need to have some idea of like the sport that I'm I'm reading about like what are the rules so that's that's something I like having in the beginning
2: So I think a similar thing with what Christian was saying is in addition to knowing sort of like what scale the stakes are on, I think it's also important to get an amount of world building in. You want to know fairly quickly, um, you know, if this is science fiction or fantasy or science fantasy or, you know, whatever else. You want to establish that pretty quickly because there's some people who are just not into different ones. So like if you start out with something that looks like fantasy... And it's going to turn out to be science fiction at the end. Usually that works best if you drop some kind of clue at the beginning so that people have an idea of what they're getting into. Which sort of leads into another idea, which is when you're the beginning of your story is, is if you're going to use marketing terminology, is kind of your hook. It's like you, you, your title is a hook, your movie stuff on your back jacket is a hook, and then also the first couple pages of the hook that you're hopefully going to reel the reader in and get them to read the entire thing. A thing to keep in mind on top of the huge list of things we're also keeping in mind is that it can be really good if you specifically – a way a way to think about it is to design your first chapter such that not only it attracts the people who are going to like your book, but also that it will drive away or disinterest people who are not going to like the rest of the book anyway. Which
0: you have to accept as a writer – is gonna be some people, and that's okay,
2: yeah you're not you're mm-hmm. not gonna please everyone no matter no matter what if you, if you I, I there's some profound quote out there that if you please everyone, if everyone you've said is nothing super, or, mm-hmm. no I one can't is. anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, I think right. that's slightly different, but it's kind of in the same vibe. <laughs> Um, so you know if, if romance is going to be a main draw of the novel it'll be great if there's romantic elements in the first chapter if the book is super nihilistic and everyone's going to be miserable until they die horribly it's a good idea to start the book that way so that people who hate that kind of book don't get to the end and then go on Goodreads and leave you a horrible review oh, because you tricked them into like that. reading hopefully this fewer. horrible <laughs> nihilistic thing yeah. sure but you can avoid get, maybe, maybe avoid getting quite as many if you can a- avoid springing weird changes like that on people.
1: I think promises are probably one of the most important takeaways from a beginning. What promises are you making? And then later on, we'll talk about how to fulfill them. And that's a whole different gambit. But uh, the promises are really crucial.
0: and there are lots of different kinds of promises that you can make, like Cameron is saying. And there are lots of different types of books. Like I taught a class on this a couple of years ago. And if you look at books, and this is actually probably the best way to learn how to do this well, is to go read the first chapter or the first five chapters of all of your favorite books. And you'll see that there are not set rules necessarily about how it is done. Um, there are conventions that some people follow, but like some people say, you know, at the beginning of a story, don't tell. But if you go read The Raven Boys, the first chapter is her literally yeah, blues, telling you what is going love. to happen She's at the She's gonna end kill a woman like kill him with
3: a kiss. You know, from the first sentence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she I, I I mean, I call those train wreck books where you're like, I want to watch the train wreck. When is the train going to wreck? And then you stick around until And and a lot of it is telling because it's like uh here's my family here's my life here's this which people will tell you not to do in general but i mean maggie steafrider did a good job and it sucked me in so there you go but there are lots of other kinds of openings too like you have the whole you know there's a a mini like the 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 main story isn't going to get to the fun part fast enough and so there's like a little mini story that happens first like indiana jones style where you see him steal stuff and then you a six of crows does this as well yeah um So um, there's lots of different, you guys can throw out other examples too. But yeah, usually I think what we want is that promise of stakes, the promise of tone, like Cameron was talking about, tone and genre, world building. You've got to give a little taste of everything so that people get excited about what's going to happen next.
2: I think it's that little taste part can be important to remember, is particularly for the kind of writer who's spent the last, 10 years writing an encyclopedia on um, how their world works and you're now writing about it and you're so excited and you want everyone to know everything you need to avoid dropping avalanches on people a lot of times if your world is super complicated it's great to pick an opening scene that lets you showcase stuff in like the natural flow of narrative but you really want to avoid in the dawn of time <laughs> And then you have three pages about stuff that happened.
0: Well, and that changes based on what kind of genre you're writing. Like, if you're writing an adult book, there is room for two prologues, right? Where you can give a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. Or, th- or three or <laughs> three. Well, I mean, I think four. that
3: if we were referencing Brandon we're Sanderson, he, gives, he, his reader, he has such an established I was fan say base what it's he I think a lot it. of high fantasy writers do that, which is... It does not work for me, which is why I don't read as much of that as maybe other people do. But I think there are lots of examples of authors who do start with, in the beginning there was this, the gods lived on planet Schlarselon and like, like stuff like that. And there are readers who like that. You'll find your audience. <laughs> but I think generally it's really great advice to try and avoid info dumping in the beginning unless you have a good reason. But I, I don't know what that reason is. Absolutely. <laughs> mm hmm. Well,
0: I mean, I tend to go in the too vague direction where I do give those little tastes. And then when I'm writing YA, my editor is like, Caitlin, you need to explain it. You need to say specifically what is happening. Readers in the genre do not have enough of an attention span to wait to find out. So you need to explain some things first. And then with middle grade, that's a whole other beast, too. Like, you have different uh, – you have to look at your audience and decide. But this is kind of like an editing thing. So <laughs> when you're actually just writing your first chapter, maybe it's not as much of a
1: – yeah. I think what we're getting at is the the first chapter the beginning of your book, it's prime lakefront property. There is so much you could include and there are some things that you have to include – and some things that are just nice to include if you have the room and some other things that are really cool to you and maybe less cool to your readers. So you have to triage, you have to trim it down. Um, less is often more. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm kind of wondering if there's, this might be beyond the scope of this episode, but I'm wondering if there's more discussion be had around those at the beginning of time, sort of info dump ways that high fantasy books can begin. I'm wondering if because I, I was, thinking about it as y'all were talking. Because you kind of shot me down, <laughs> but I was thinking, there's probably ways, like everything else, to do it right and to do it wrong. Like we're talking about, like at the beginning of a book, it's really important that you establish character and voice and tone. And I was thinking about, it like, if you're good at, if you're really good at that, you can establish character, voice, and tone in a in the beginning. Here's what happens. Oh, that's happened.
3: what I was just thinking. N.K. jemison does she, a great job with season, her. Uh, sorry, yeah. she does that a little bit. And same with a memory called Empire. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's similarly very encyclopedic at the beginning which for some readers that's that's really hard like I had a hard time getting through that even though I really wanted to but obviously both of those authors have won like a ton of awards for breaking a rule that would otherwise be a rule so it does
2: work so I, it's still not my favorite way to start a book, but I was just thinking, and it's not even a book, so I'm cheating here, but I'm thinking about the the mm-hmm. beginning to Peter Jackson's The Fellowship of the Ring, and it's just like five or seven minutes of Gladriel talking over cinematic shots. But I was That's thinking about how- oh, It's similar.
3: It's similar. S- yeah. It's like Star Wars, it the is, scrolling. But,
2: but hold on, but hold on. I've mm-hmm. got a link. Oh, so they, they do similar things though, where they the it focuses in on the characters that have something to do with the events that is going on. It's not the land of Mordor went to war with Gondor and Arnor and and everyone died. It's the Dark Lord Sauron
3: Isildur. killed
2: Gilgalad and and mm-hmm. I can't remember Elendil and and Isildur took up his father's sword and cut the ring off. It's character yeah. driven. Yeah, it's
0: the here's what you need to know before we get started.
2: But it's it's also but it's, it's here, what you need to know grounded in people with emotions mm-hmm. and arcs and.
0: You know, we always say don't start with action, and I think that that's a really good example of not starting with action, even though they do. There's like a big war at the beginning of that, there's but nobody cares ring. about the war. What we care you about know, is what's yeah.
3: happening You've the got people. a little bit of a mystery element there yeah. to latch on to mm-hmm. as well.
1: The point is, there's a whole iceberg, and we only need to see the tip, but the tip needs to be a sampler platter of promises, promises about the character, about the setting, about the tone of the book, and... How fun it's going to be because it's going to be awesome. Or how not fun it's going to be because <laughs> it's going to be tragic. If you enjoyed today's show, remember to follow and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform and tell your friends. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at litservicepodcast at gmail.com or learn more on our site at com slash litnation. You can also find special stenciled editions of books from our guests on our store there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.